fucking hell. I can't believe that. I haven't thought about this in so many years. So you bringing that up is so fucking weird. But I get the sword and I pressed it on because I think it's a fake. It's not going to do anything. So yeah. I actually pressed it onto his skin and I went like that. It's a fucking it. On these their recordings, we've never ever talked about wrestling training since we both did it. Well, we did kind of when we went into the last thing and you we did the quick fire questions, yeah, and we talked about your history and stuff. Yeah, but that was more about me heading towards the commentary, wasn't it? Yeah, but I don't how, know. how long after we stopped in UBW did you start doing wrestling training? Because I'm genuinely curious because I can't remember, was it still when you were at university? I started during uni, yeah. My so when God. we were in UEW, I was training. Oh, were you really? I didn't yeah. know that bit. So you trained with her sticks at the House of Pain, it's, correct? But I had done some training before that. Oh, really? Before UEW, yeah. Um, that was in... Where was it? Making me think now. It was like 14 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I'd only done a couple of sessions. Nothing nothing. In. I, th I think it was one of the one of the requirements for UBW was that you had to have had at least a training session, so you know what, you must you know just how to take a bump. Yeah, you must be able to bump, and you know just the basics. Yeah. Um, wh where was House of Pain? Was it Nottingham? Nottingham, yeah. So did you just get the train there from Leicester? Yeah, from Leicester because it only took twenty minutes. Oh, amazing! Amazing. What, what is it? Right, so two questions. I've got loads of questions for. I've never, we've never really talked about this yeah, on a video, so I'm just. Are, are you actually doing I'm this for the episode? Curious, possibly. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> bonus footage, if nothing else. Um, right. So the first question I was going to ask you is: Is there anyone who's on the scene now that you trained with? Did anyone from your your class, your group of people you were training by, Alfie? <laughs> Did anyone you were you were training with like go on to make it? Honestly, don't know. I haven't kept up with it. Ah, fair enough. I just you oh, honestly, it. that's the truth. I don't watch Brit West anymore. I don't follow it. The whole it was around the time that you and me sort of discovered the the speak up thing. Speaking out, and I yeah. sort of, yeah, speaking out. And I just kind of left it there because it was just like. Oh. Names of people who I knew yeah. were thrown around there, and it was just like I don't want to. Fair know. enough. But what made you? All right, and so the other question I was going to be so was what made you stop going? Distance. Uh, how how long? So okay, so. I finished, finished uni, moved back from Leicester, and it was just I, I went a couple times from St Neots, um to Leicester, but that in, sorry to Nottingham, but that in itself is like thirty quid at the time. So you know, it just I couldn't. I couldn't keep that up. Not once a week. I couldn't do that. But you could, but you just didn't want it enough. But it was yeah, it was thirty pounds for the, the train or whatever it was, and then it was the ten pounds for the training session. Yep. Then yeah, it, it was like so the four, forty pound a week just I couldn't I couldn't afford it at that time. So I, I just stopped. 
I think it's the, the thing that separates people who really want it and people who say they want it, isn't it? If you really yeah. want it, you'll find a way to keep doing it. Because so. I, I ran out of money after uni because I was out of work when I, when I finished uni, so I didn't have the, the funds to, to, to do it. Mm. And, you, and you know the effort that it took for you and me to hang out back in the day mm. because of how expensive it was and the distance. Gosh. Now it's easy. Now it's, you know, an hour or whatever in the car, but... Back then, I mean, over 10 years or whatever it is ago, it was just like, you know, you're out of uni and you need a job and you need money. Mm. And it took a long time before I found something stable. So so you couldn't commit to it. And then by that point... Commit, just could not commit to it. Yeah. It was great whilst I was at uni and whilst it was, you know, there because I didn't actually have classes on Tuesdays. So I had my Tuesdays uh, were off anyway. Amazing. So it was perfect. Um, and then, yeah, it just, you know, money and distance. So I I, st- I did training while UBW was happening. At mm. the, uh, I, I never remember what the fucking company was called. It was a place in Stoke, though. And it was, yeah. you know, I had various training sessions there, but I just just didn't like the way they trained. It was very odd. I remember you sent me a video or a, something of you after you'd done a session and you were talking about running the ropes. That's why, yeah, that's the story I was going to tell. So it, it, on, on a previous one of these we, we've done, we talked about the addiction three-way that we had at, uh, in UBW. It was me and Dan and Dave and all three of us were injured because you turned mm-hmm. your bicep at wrestling, tra- uh, weightlifting. I, mm-hmm. Dave, I'd broken Dave with the back-breaking backdrop of death. But then, yeah, so so I've been watching wrestling as far as I, as long as I can remember. And when, yeah. the instru- you know, when the instructor said, the, the rest of the class went to McDonald's for lunch, okay? And because I was poor, I was like, there's not a fucking chance I'm going to have some McDonald's. So, mm-hmm. um, so I stuck around, and one of the trainers you know, stuck around and said, is there anything you want to learn while they were gone? And I was like, Do you know, as much as all I could learn at 450 or something like that, I was like, look, look, just something simple. Like, can you teach me to run the ropes? And um, yeah, tells me, put your left arm onto the rope as you, as you, as you lean back. And I'm just like, that's odd. I've, oh, it's always been with the right. Because mm. like, everything watching... done on the left. Exactly. So I'm watching wrestling mm. all my life, and I've seen every time someone's been Irish whipped into the ropes, they've grabbed the rope right with the right hand and leaned back, come swinging out. And I was just like, but he's the instructor, so he knows best. So we probably would run in there. It just feels weird, really wrong. And then we're talking, you know, we're talking about getting your feet right, getting your feet right, getting your feet right. And he, out of nowhere, doesn't tell me, he just turns around and clotheslines me as hard as he can, like full Lariat style. And I wasn't expecting it, and I came down on my... Because I, I hadn't really got bumping in med properly, I came down, all my body weight came down on my left elbow, and I ripped all the ligaments in the back of my elbow here. And uh, I still have fucking shit with that to this day. And that's why I was injured at the three-way match um, addiction. Um, I, I, so I, after that, I stopped and I didn't wrestle again, didn't do training again for four years. When I mm. got, when I was getting close with the guys at Future Shock, and Dave Rain, who you know, Dan, who who ran Future Shock at the time, would ask me quite often, "When are you going to start coming to training?" And it was always, a, "I'm not." So yeah, but if you want to work for Future Shock, which I did as a commentator, it was one of my big dreams. Is if you want to work, you've got to come to the school, and it's like. So yeah, I've had the sort of seal of approval that he knows I'm a good enough commentator to work for Future Shark. He's heard my he's heard my work. He's you know I've worked with him at GPW and things like that. Knows I'm good enough, but there's a rule which is you have to come to the school. And I was like, it was one of those. I don't think I want to. I don't think I'm old enough. I was 33 at this time, 
and um, <laughs> oh no, I was thirty two. 32 and uh, Dave's like I was like I'm too old and Dave Rangers gave me the DDP was 34 getting the fucking ring and it's one of those fucking a fuck I don't know any choice so yeah I trained at Future Shop for six months and I gotta say it's one of those things what how did you what were the warm-ups like with sticks let's let's talk about from the start I, I just say that I find it hilarious how a backyarder gets to learn anything and he chooses to run the ropes I know, right? Anything at all? I'm looking back at that now, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? We don't have ropes in backyard. There was a spot we did. There was a spot we did where you, like, I think it was, yeah, I think it was you, and you whipped me, and I was like, I just kept running. Because there's no ropes. So you just think to yourself, well, It was always one of those weird ones in EBW. Some people would do the motion and come back. Some people, like yourself, there's no, it's fucked off. And then, yeah, yeah. It's, it's match. Yeah, it's it's our it's our one last dance match. And I turn to the camera. Oh shit! No ropes. Carry on. Um, yeah. How uh, how, how how the warm ups? Uh, okay, they were. Um, so I used to do, from memory. He used to do things where we'd like stand in like a circle, depending on how many there were, and you'd like you'd like do things like uh, stop, jog on the spot, stop, do a present, stop, do a front uh, roll into the middle, and then keep going. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, but basic cardio with doing something at the same time. Mm. So, like, or you do, like, a big jump, stop, keep running, stop, roll, stop, flip, whatever. Yeah, like that. The reason I wanted to ask you this is one of the things that I would say to any aspiring wrestler. If you're going to go, if you're thinking of giving training a try, get your fucking cardio in shape. You've yep. got to be in shape. I was lucky because at that point in my life, I was because I, I turned into a proper gym fiend at the start yep. of 2015. And my regu- I regularly used to do an hour on the cross train, for example, just for the fun of it. So I would go and do these warm ups thinking, like, I, I can hang out here. I can do this. Dave, would, Dave Rain, especially, would do a thing where you go around the group and, and like you say, in a circle like you are, like you were, sorry. And it so points to me, Mike, Mark, do 10 squats. And what yep. we do is the group does the squats in time with me so as i go down the whole group goes down which of course gives you, you hate I, I used i don't mind squats at all nowadays don't bother <laughs> just work. I, I, the amount of times the amount of times that dan would tell me when we were doing uvw especially you need to get your squats in mate. i fucking do no squats i ain't do no squats fuck squats but by this point i could do squats and the reason i'm telling you this bit is because think about the opportunity that gives you yeah, yeah, you can be such a cunt to the rest of the fucking group. I'm going to do my squat real slow. Anyone who's yeah. done you know, a, a, a pause squat, for example, knows you know, that start that lactic acid starts building up in those thighs. And you're like, I hate you, Pearson. I hate you well, so yeah. much. You remember I used to do it with the ball? So the weight ball? Yes. yes I do squat with the weight ball. Yeah. So I used to find the warm up like really quite easy. And I, I think yeah. most of the drills I was all right at. My my problem was always is that I used to get ridiculous stage fright. So yeah. when it came with you know, learning something one on one with someone, absolutely fine with it. But it came to demonstrate it in front of the group, I would just freeze up, and I would freeze up again and again and again. And it took it took so much mental strength to go out and do just 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 the simple things, just doing. Just doing a snapmare or just running, learning to run the ropes again. We did a, a drill where we were going, where you bounced off one rope and you diving through the middle rope. Um, mm-hmm. Couldn't do it to save my life. 
if my life depended on it. I could not get it right. And I would do it again and again and again and again and again. And every time having to, because you, know, you, you do it that one time, you go to the back of the line. So watching it getting closer and closer and closer and closer, going shit, 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 and it's one of those things that it was always used to like, pardon? Stokes was great in, in, in that. If you, if you didn't get something, he would, he, I mean, there was times when um, he'd also seduce something, and if I didn't get it, I could go to him and I'd say, look, I'm just not getting this. Mm. And, you, and he would, you know, yeah. he'd, he'd take it in, until I got it right. He was really good in that, and he was understanding, and it was very nice to have a trainer who had that approach. It wasn't a case of if the whole group gets it right and you get it wrong, that's, up, that's your problem. It was like if you can't get it, he would help you and he would encourage you to, you know, get it right. It helps to have a good trainer like that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't have bad words to say about him. He was always good to me. He used to badmouth the shit out of you to me, but that's a different story altogether. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a true story, folks. I used to go to a lot of wrestling shows that Sticks was on, and every time we talked, say, when's that idiot Dan coming back to my fucking school? Every time. This was for two or three years. He did yeah. this. And then like every so often we'd go to a fucking Southside show together, Dan and I would. And he'd come over and give Dan shit for not going to the fucking school. It was yeah. fucking brilliant. It was yeah. absolutely fucking gold. Yeah. <laughs> he, he used to say, I'll see you Tuesday. And I'd be like, yeah, all right. And I'd go for Tuesday. And then I wouldn't be able to afford it again. So he wouldn't see me for another three weeks or whatever. But I, I used to, yeah, I, I, I miss it. Even now, I miss it. I still miss it. And I, I still... I could have done more to, to make it happen, but it was just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't in the cards for me at that time. Mm. It just wasn't. What was the, what was your favorite thing that you did in training? Like move or sequence or something like that? I used to like learning international sequences and learning how they go. So, you know, the uh, whip and then you duck and then you do move, roll over, whatever. Um, say arm drag or hip toss, anything like that. I love putting those together and then you sort of, you go to the corner and you work out. Sticks taught, taught me one thing that I never forgot and, and to this day I, I, I still apply it when I watch wrestling is think of the ring like a Union Jack. Okay, yeah. Just think cool. about the, where it, yeah, where all the lines are basically. And he's like, you can follow along all the lines. You go to the corner, you come back, you go to the rope, come back and you can make anything work as long as you're doing it in the right rotation and i watch it now and it bugs me because i I know that that's the right way so every time you look at a wrestling ring and you look at the mat i think union jack and i want how how people go on it (coughs) i've never heard of that what's my favorite bit oh my um um, so um, I'm, I can't remember the guy's name now because I trained with you know, I, the reason I actually were, was there anyone uh, who went on to make it in the business as it were is that in the class that I trained with half of which were people who were already on the Future Shock roster mm. which of course meant that I had to go from being uh, I, used to tra- I also used to train on a Tuesday night so I would for example quite a few times go to a Future Shock show on a Sunday evening and boo the shit out of someone and give them all sorts of shit. Because when I was at a show, I was a full-on mark, as I've told people before. Um, and then, yeah, I choose not be nice to them. And it was always that like one of those, this is surreal. Um, but yeah, there's a wrestler whose name I can picture him, but I can't remember his name. But um, yeah, he superplexed me um, off the top rope onto a fucking crash mat. And that was fucking incredible. 
Um, <laughs> you know, something give me a power slam once. That was that was fun. I, I is you always you know I, I want to know what that feels like. You know, mm. and then when it, when it happens and it's like, oh, that's that's cool. <laughs> there was another time. Um, I think I remember one. I was I was a good couple of stone lighter than I am nowadays. But I do I do remember just doing cross body training. So yeah. one of you one of you catches the other. Mm. Um, that was that was that was an experience because I was I remember the first time I you know first time I've ever dived off the fucking top rope because you know yeah. it was never known exactly as, as a high flyer in fucking EBW with me fucking elbow drop that always misses and um, uh, oh yeah that's about it actually now I think about it you know thinking um, I'm trying to think if you actually did any successful ones I know I took one from you, you in our first match I think in our first match yeah. Um, God, it became a running thing, didn't it? On commentary, I would say this misses more than it hits. Yeah, because it missed every time. Um, oh, do you know, there's a little thing. So I'll come back to um, well, so if I remember, um, remember Bounce for Glory, the match that Dave and I had on the Bouncy Castle. Um, we had a spot planned until the day of the show. Where, if you remember, where I, where where I lived at the time, I had a three tiered uh, garden. And we, yes. did, we set the bounce castle up on the second tier and we used the top tier as a little entranceway. And up until the day of the show, we were doing a spot where the, where the where we did the entrance ramp, where we set up the ladder there and we set up two tables on the lower level and that was going to come off the table and through the two tables. And I remember we, got the, we set the bounce castle up on the day and then I went and put the ladder where I wanted it to be when we were like where, where's the best place for it to go where's the best place for it to go and then I climbed up to where I thought would be comfortable on, on top of the ladder and went absolutely not not a fucking chance am I diving off this ladder not a fucking chance so we changed it so it's just all on the same level so the first time I ever did a fucking cross body and the guy caught me it was one of those holy shit you must be a fucking ox because it was effort and it was effortless for him. He just looked like caught me, like, like like it's nothing. And it was just one of those. I, I could only I could only do it with people who were considerably lighter than me. You know, you were a bit nervous about letting me um, fu you. Of course, with with good reason, of course. Yeah, yeah, that that was fine. But I remember when um, Swinney jumped off the and because we, we were trying to come up with a finish, which was pretty much the only spot we had planned in that thing. With a match with Swin, and he, I said, okay, go for a crossbody. I'll catch you, and then do, we'll do the fu. And he was like, oh, you should you catch me? I mean, yeah. And he, I remember he jumped, and I caught him, and I sort of went one way, and then I realised where I know I had to switch it around. But if you if you can catch it, it looks great because mm. you can do so much with them there. Mm-hmm. You know, go up, go round, go this way. You can do so many moves from it it's just a nice segue into uh, a finish mm. can i just say here um if, if anyone's wondering that wasn't a knock on dan when i said um for good reason when we did <laughs> when, when when i did um when we did crcw which is our my my first ever my, my first in my indoor backyard fed we thought we were the most innovative wrestlers on the planet because we do backyard wrestling inside Oh yeah, and um, used a samurai sword. And I used, I did use a samurai sword. Fucking hell, well remembered, dude. Fucking hell, that's a blast from the past. Um, yeah, I, I got fu'd and I landed right on the back of my head. 
So, yeah. so essentially, I got death by a driver instead of FU because it was my fault. I when when Alex got me up on his shoulders, I toppled forward because I didn't just couldn't get my balance properly and came down yeah. right on the back of my head. So I was a little bit wary about taking the old FU after that. The, thing, the, thing, the, the reason I remember the thankfully when that was going on, I, I was still lifting at that point, so I, I was I had quite good upper body strength, so it was fine, and I was I felt confident enough that I'd be able to do it safely, but. The thing with this, remembering Samurai Sword is I remember before we had our I Quit match, I asked you, I said, what's the most painful spot that you've uh, you've had? And you said, oh, I accidentally got cut with the Samurai Sword. And I was thinking, hmm, okay. And I went to Dave, Extreme Dave, and I said, I can beat that. <laughs> I can beat that. I don't know if I did, but... Yeah. So the samurai sword was a. I think the guitar was the one I tried. <laughs> the samurai sword was a. Um, it was just a, a, um, my ex girlfriend Lisa, right here, brother Alex. It was his. He had a. It's a fake. It was a complete fake, and the whole idea is that and Alex suggested it that if I pretend to slice him open and he'll put some fake blood on and we'll have some color. And the, 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 the fucking hell, I can't believe it. I haven't thought about this in so many years. So you bringing that up is so fucking weird. But I get the sword and I pressed it on because I think it's a fake. It's not going to do anything. So yeah. I actually pressed it onto his skin and I went like that. I split him open and it's a fucking ear. Oh, I thought it happened to you. No, I it didn't happen to me. It happened to Alex. Oh, and okay. He was pissing blood for real it was fucking brilliant it was fucking fantastic and he wasn't because he was really yelling out in pain but of course I'm, I'm sorry I'm cutting him but I go, go, thinking that I'm just pretending to cut him and thinking fucking hell that's, that's a really good fucking cell job you're doing there mate that's absolutely spawn I'm actually thinking you're actually in pain there boss <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a decade easily <laughs> brings me to, brings me to a question is are there any spots that you've done where you've been nervous about doing them beforehand but when you've been planning it you're thinking yeah this is gonna look really good and then it's come to actually doing them and you've gone shit um the i've got a couple with you the first one that comes to my mind is when we did um uw salvation we did the four-way match and the, the there's a section of the match where we needed me to be eliminated for a bit so that match could happen without me and we decided that um, the wild stallions which is johnny magnum and extreme dave are going to do a double choke slam on me through a table they were never attacking that's that's not true and you know it don't say things like that man you'll let the people down so in my head i knew that the spot was going to be brilliant but the night before i couldn't sleep not because I was so excited about the taping or anything like that. I was so ex I, I couldn't sleep because I was so nervous about when I went through the table, the one of the metal bits going up into my back, which yeah. is a fucking ludicrous thing because they're fucking waffer thin, so it wouldn't make any. Yeah, there's not a chance it'd break the skin. But who, who would have thought that at the end of that match, the, the only thing you'd be worried about was that you actually got uh, put into cat shit? I hate you so much. You're such a wanker. <laughs> yeah, but yes, I did. Yeah. I I, uh, I did get my face rubbed into cash it. Yeah, well, I lost a pound in our I Quit match. So, I... <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the first one that comes to my mind. Yeah. It's funny. Can I just say this as well? It's funny, just going back to the wrestling training thing for a second, which I, I, I do want to come back to anyway, because we need to talk about why we didn't, why we don't do it anymore. Um, but I do find it funny that 
wrestling training and doing drills in the ring. Right, so... You know what I was saying before, I would get stage fright. I don't know if you ever had to do it. You know, you know a, just a standard forward roll, you know? Yeah. You, you, we, I got taught follow your thumb, so you're just doing, that's why I'm doing that, just follow your thumb. So we, did, we had to do a drill where there was four of you in the ring and you did forward roll in, diagonally around the ring. I just again and again and again and again and again and again. Just, just do it until, you, until you're going to be sick, basically. Fucking hell, I was shit at that. Right, and not only was so not only was I was I bad at it, I knew I was bad at it, which made me get really anxious about performing it in front of other people. And I was just thinking, like as I was talking then, that I never felt that at UBW ever. I never ever ever had a problem going out and performing. It just didn't bother me. It was just one of those things. Because you didn't do any forward rolls at UBW. Well, no, but at the same time, I was, I was still performing in front of an audience, wasn't I? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's just I just find it interesting that I used to get you know such bad stage fright, but as soon as I was champagne, it was one of those ding rap stage time. It's it's fucking go time. Put on the performance that you're here to do. Was it Drek so Drek? And well, I'm wondering if that, is that because I was in character at the time, or is it just that I got such a kick out? I mean, as soon as you take a fucking bump, that adrenaline takes over and like, right, come on. Yeah, it, the people there were well, obviously the, the majority of the audience were the performers themselves, right? So, when you're not on camera, you're not in character. And obviously, by person, when you are in character, you kind of go into a zone. And it's the same. It's like, as in a band, and you used to play, I used to play live. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you get to the DJing, it's like, you know, you can get that little bit of nervousness before you go out there. Mm-hmm. And then when you get out there, it's just like, no, nah, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <coughs> And you just get into the mood for it. It's mm. it's all about being in that character and having that mindset that you are in control. But yeah. you wouldn't go to training as champagne. No, of course I wouldn't. No. You know, but you you'd be doing training and you'd think, you know what, champagne could I could use that, I could do that, and then you'd go to UW or whatever, and there it is. Mm. You know, it's, it's really yeah. It, never, never thought of that before. Very interesting. Mm. Hmm. So yeah, so you stopped because of money, correct? Yeah, um, yeah. Not to not to dive too deep into you know my own problems or anything, but when I got out of uni, I had a bit of a issue, and you know that was basically what took over. And uh, then I didn't work for a while. Um, then I decided to start the photography business thing, which basically took all my money. <laughs> uh, which was it was kind of cool. It lasted for quite a while, and that was that was fine. It was what I wanted to do with my life at that point. Um, and then it just it wasn't stable enough, and yeah, I, I was broke for a while. But that was yeah, that was tough times. But I had to sort of put the training to one side. I didn't stop because I did because I wanted to. Mm. If that makes sense, it was yeah, it was just uh, money and other things that took over. Hmm. What about you? So I um, I was writing a little blog for Across the Pond Wrestling. Uh, mm. So and, and so, I was able to sort of tell people about how I was feeling week on week out, which I was really enjoying. I was having a good time. So as much as the uh, I was like I said before the anxiety thing, I, I, I got over them. I got I you know, was able to learn wrestling moves. I was able to start putting some sequences together. I was able to you know kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and then so it's going all well. One of the things that David said, um, Dave Rain, that is one of the things that David said was make sure you invest in some knee pads. Yeah, I, I didn't think I would need them at the time. So it was like when I was so I used at that time I used to wear one 
um, brace on one of my knees because he, he used to be so much bigger. Um, my knees aren't very good these days because of yeah, I used because I used to carry so much weight. Um, but yeah, so I carried a I, I would have one knee pad, and I I don't know what the move is it's called. I've always called it a sleeper drop, but basically it's where you know, you, you talked about the international before. So there's you know, the bit in the international where you drop down onto your stomach, and the person who's on the offense jumps over you and bounces off the ropes, and you do the leapfrog bit. So we were doing glitches, just the bit where you drop down onto your stomach, and we were doing drills of ten at a time, and we did probably did fifty of them, literally just over and over again. So you're just dropping down. Guy bounces off the ropes. You stand up and you drop down. Guy bounces off the ropes. Just again and again and again and again. Just, just just tons of it until you just can't take it anymore. And literally on the my last one that I was due to do that day, I went down and instantly I heard this massive bang. Essentially, to the point where lots of people turned around. What the fuck was that? Sort of thing. And it was my MCL snapping. <laughs> was the bang? Was that the leg that I hit with the guitar? By yes, it is, it is. Yes, yes, it is, yeah. yes. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I did feel bad after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, get, right. Given the God, back to UBW again. Given the choice, right? Between maybe and the footage will be for you on the screen right now. Look, it looks like you're going to hit me in the bollocks, but you hit me in the knee, which I'd rather have than you hit me in the bollocks with the guitar. <laughs> so I put a cheese grater on there as well, didn't I? Pardon? Oh, yeah, so cheese grater on my bollocks, yeah, which would have yeah. been great for cushioning the blow. I'm sure. <laughs> so oh, yeah. um, sorry. Again, it's sorry. just some things that you could again in character you know <laughs> yeah of course yeah you know, yeah, Dan, Danny Ace is an absolute arsehole in character yes, yes. <laughs> in real life he's such a lovely boy <laughs> so because I was doing wrestling training I was all adrenaline up I was all loving life, so I managed to do the rest of the session, believe it or not, with a torn MCL, and um, or you know, with of course I didn't think I didn't know I had a torn MCL at the time. I just felt my my knee felt very very hot, um, but it was like it was getting stiffer and stiffer and stiffer. But I was like, like I said, I was so adrenaline up, and we were doing some good shit that day. We were doing um, after we did that, we were doing the leap. leapfrog bit, and that was fun as well because that was the same thing. Yeah. So that was a guy bouncing off the ropes coming back. You leap throw it go over him. He bounces off the ropes, comes back. Leap, you leap throw over him, just doing it again and again and again and again. Now think about that. When I've done the damage I've done to my fucking leg, think how much fucking adrenaline must have been going through me at the time. That I wasn't really think about it. Um, I used to train in Manchester, which was an hour and a half drive away from where I lived in Stoke on Trent. Um, mm. So I drove home that evening and I couldn't get out of the car. So the adrenaline wore off and the pain started getting like this is really starting to fucking hurt. Fortunately, because. Um, it was all motorway, literally. You where where the train school was. You went out the uh, turn left out of the car park, came to a roundabout. That was motorway, and then the way that it worked from the M60 to the 42 to the six or whatever it is, there was all the slip roads. So once I got the car up to speed, I didn't have to slow down or use the. the I didn't have to change gears or anything. If you think about it, I didn't, so it means I didn't have to use the clutch. So um, yeah, the pain's getting there, but it's not that bad. So it's only when it comes to actually get out of the car an hour and a half later that I was like, oh oh. So yeah, to, if you remember, I lived thirteen floors up. So yeah, thank fuck the lift was working that night. <laughs> Would have been very fucked. Yeah, wake, I remember it right at the top. Yeah, wake up the next morning and I can't get out of bed. My 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 leg is absolutely massive. My knee is huge. And um, so, what were you going to say, man? Just a quick question for Definitely, you. Did yeah. you did you find that before and after doing training? 
your appreciation for the work ethic of the business changed? Fucking hell yeah. Of course it did. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the... So, right, let me finish my bit first, and then I'm going to... Because that's, that's <laughs> such a good question. That's a really good question. Um, so, yeah, so what I did is I had two weeks off. When I, so they went to, yeah, I went to the hospital, told, did a scan on got a torn MCL. Brilliant. How, much, how, much, how long should I rest it for? As long as possible, a couple of months, probably six months, and it's one of those, okay, fair enough. I stayed at the gym for two weeks. And mm. then because I was so determined to get back to training to show how fucking tough I was, and in doing so, I pretty much ruined my left knee. Yep. <laughs> so and one of those. So I went back to training two more times. I, I went back a couple of times to watch, because um, I used to go out flyering for Future Shock back then. On a, on a Wednesday and a Tuesday, I'd go out flyering with them, which, you know, because I wanted to show how committed to the cause I was. I wanted that commentary gig so fucking badly. I would have done anything Dave Rain said for the best part of a year. And if he clicked his fingers, I did it. And, you know, I, yeah. I fucking went without stuff, so I had the money to put in my fucking fuel tank to get to Manchester so I can go and do stuff because I wanted that commentary gig. So, uh, yeah, I was back at training as early as I could and I did two sessions and then just my, my knee just couldn't take it at all just absolutely couldn't take it so that's made me that made me stop in 2015 and I've never done it since <laughs> you think you'll ever got that? well there's another question so let's let's add that one to the previous one so I wanted to say that my appreciation for um, think about what we're talking about here so I had an injury and I went yeah fuck that I've done enough of that I could have I, I could have rehabbed my knee properly and then gone back to training, carried on, could have been looking, could be looking at the next fucking megastar. You could have found a way of, I mean, like for example, you smoked, you smoked at the time, didn't you? More than likely. I mean, you smoked as long as I've known you, so you must have been smoking cigarettes at the time. But, yeah, but, but let's, let's say for argument's sake that you did smoke cigarettes, you could have chosen to, I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes and use the money to go to training. I will find a way of getting the money to go to training. Even if I have to sell everything I own, I, yeah. I want to go to training that badly that I'll fucking do it. We were both in a situation where we could have been the next superstars. There's a, an alternative reality out there where me and you are the fucking two greatest superstars in the world because we both went to wrestling training at the same time and we stuck it out. So if nothing else, my appreciation for people who can make it just to have a one match because, you know, shit like this yeah. happens to everyone. It's the people who want it the most keep going, don't they? Whereas at most of other people, I tried it, it was wank, or I tried it, I was crap at it, or I tried it, it was just too damn hard. I tried it, I got injured, I didn't like it, I didn't go back. But it's the people who go back again and again and again and again and again and sacrifice everything, potentially. I mean, you think about it in America, the, the, the amount of wrestling autobiographies you, me and you have both read, where you read the amount of traveling that they had to do because they wanted to go yeah. to this particular school it's five hours driveway i don't give a shit i'm gonna go every week the dedication is unbelievable and the thing yeah. is there's, there's no fucking guarantee at the end of it is there you're doing this no. on a hope i tell you what I, I i i remember a lot of the stuff i was taught and i remember that you know once you you do training once you've done your first session mm. your appreciation for the actual in-ring work that you watch and you love day in day out oh, yeah. completely changes Unbelievable, you know yeah. you take, you're learning you know you learn a lockup and you learn you know whatever you know how to whip someone or how to bump and, and you know every every little thing every little detail that you take for granted as a fan when you're watching it 
and you just take and this is what this, we could go off on a tangent about this one well, this I is think when you should go off on a tangent about it when people when people say the classic you know oh wrestling's fake is kind it? of thing yeah but when, whenever you, whenever i hear that i just think go in the ring and just try something simple and just see you know just see the effort that goes into making it work you know to, to protect yourself to protect the other person make yes. it look good as well you know you, you never want to hurt anybody. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. Hmm. But it, it's, it's like so much dedication and so much effort that for people to, to, to point fingers at, you know, not just us as fans for enjoying the product, but the actual performers themselves is just, I've always had a problem with that. You know, because it's just, you, you don't not you do not do it. If you can't do it, you know, you can, it's like you can say, you know, someone who, who's written a song, oh, it's a, it's a shit song, I don't like that. You know, hello, they've still got the talent to do so. They still yeah. learn the craft yeah. how to do it. You know, it's like anybody, even, you know, you can even go off on anything, say, uh, you know, someone who works as like a barrister or something, you know, they've still learned how to do it. Mm. They've still learned how to, all the ingredients, where they go and how to do this at the right temperature, blah, blah, blah. Everybody who learns something is, you know, either passionate about it or, or wants to do that for, for their, you know, their job or whatever. You can't bash people for that. No. Even if it's something that doesn't entertain you, it's still something that is their craft. They've put their effort, time, money, dedication into it. And I, I hate it when people, you know, point fingers and make fun of people for doing something that they love and are good at. You know, and it's just, wrestling training for me was just like, I can't stand people who say wrestling's fake. You know, now it, it was just after training. Beforehand, it was just like, yeah, oh, everyone, everyone says that anyway. But after trying it, and doing it, it was just like, you ain't got a fucking clue. <laughs> I think what you, you've, you've pretty much taken the words out of my mouth there, because I was going to say something along the lines of, I think we as wrestling fans, we're so fucking smart, and we know all the lingo, and we know all the terminology, and we think we know everything about the business, and you go to wrestling training and realise that you don't know a single fucking thing it, about the business show, at all. You, go to show. you will never be the smartest fan in a room at a wrestling show. No. No. Well, I mean, I wouldn't anyway. I've, I've said, I've said on this video. The moment I went through the doors at a wrestling show, I was one hundred percent mark. Yeah. I was hundred percent. I, because because that is, I just love getting caught up in the atmosphere. That yeah. That's that that became something that it's something that I just you, you just don't get the same thing when you're watching it on TV. I mean, Jesus Christ, you've been to WrestleMania, you know, it's like it's been a massive crowd. And to see people there with wearing, you know all japan shirts from like the 80s or whatever it was because they went to events there and i'm thinking jeez man you know mm. like these people have carried it with them for that long and then you know everything's out there you know it's just how deep do you want to dive that's the thing it's, it's the same with anything it's the same with music it's the same with you know things like marvel dc everything it, it's a um it's a group of people who all are interested in the same thing mm. but of course there's going to be people who know more about it than you do mm. you know and there's probably some stuff you do know that they don't of course you know you choose how educated you want to be mm. well said answer me this you didn't say um you asked me what if there was any moves i was apprehensive about taking yeah, yeah, yeah. And i i said the choke slam through the table but you didn't say what yours were yeah <laughs> Right, so there's a couple for me. One was I was really nervous about doing the. Um, it was uh, it, it wasn't necessarily beforehand. It was in the match itself when we did the I Quit thing, and I'd hit you with the guitar, and 
I knew that you had got slightly cut because you told me you, that you under our breath you, you told me that you were cut. And of course, I've got to go pour apple, apple juice into. And I'm thinking this is this could really this could be bad, just bad. And when you were selling it, I didn't know if you were screaming because it was actually painful or because you were just selling. And it's still, you know. It, that was that was not fun. The other one was the wall with Dave. Oh God, yes, yeah. I wonder yeah. if you'd say that. Yeah, Fuck the wall that. with Dave. <laughs> no, we loved it. If it would have been higher, it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, because um, we, we needed feet. something big. Like, there was nothing else we could think of, and there was a wall, and we were just like, ah, yeah, let's do let's do the wall. You know, because David already gone off the wall. You know, I was like, yeah, I could go off the wall. Didn't know there were bricks and stuff underneath the table we'd set up. <laughs> you know, that was a shock to the system, excuse the pun. Um, the other one was, funny enough, in the, the tables match with Dave, the, the final fall, um, where he's going to charge Ooh, and I'm going to be on the overhead. And I was like, okay, if I get this wrong, it's going to break his neck. And when the table didn't break, I thought I'd broken his neck. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, there was that one. But, no, nah, I mean... I'm obviously going to say the iron bar that you had. You know, when you were going to hit me in the back of the head. Yeah, I can imagine the apprehension being there quite, yeah. quite strong. And rightfully so, yes. after given yeah. what happened. Yes, yeah, yeah. Can't deny that one. <laughs> yeah. So um, the other question you asked was, um, was would you go back? I think you asked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would... I think... One of the things that I've always wished for in my life is for me and you to have a proper match in a ring. And if it mm. meant so, if it meant that we could have the end game is that, um, you know, like I don't know, even, even it literally it's one of those, even if it was just a private thing that we filmed for our own entertainment, you know, I would go to training so I could do something like that. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know, I was gonna say I think it might be a bit too physical for me, but I mean. I'm beastly nowadays, so you know I'm I'm as so passionate about fitness um, as uh, easily as I was about them. But I'm much stronger because I used to fucking I used to struggle to do moves on people because I wasn't strong enough. Imagine you could be the next Simon Dean. What on the Simon we, system? You're <laughs> <laughs> passionate about fitness. Just get yourself a purple get up. Yes, and I'd rock it, and I'd look great in it. And you could have Barney the dinosaur in. Book it. Book it right now. <laughs> I think, for me, if... Yeah, if, if I was... If I had the opportunity to, I would. Um, not not because I want anything to come of it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed taking, surprisingly, taking bumps. Learn. But, but more than anything, it was just the education I got about certain moves, mm. timing, pace... You know, all of those things that you just don't necessarily understand until you do it. Mm. Going back to my point before about um, you can't make fun of someone unless you've been in that position mm. yourself. It was the education I got uh, mentally from it. Not necessarily physically, but mentally from, from being in a ring and, and learning from a pro and being with other people who are there for the same reason. That is what I loved about it, you know. So I would, yeah, if the opportunity was there, I would. <laughs> Amazing! I got um, I love the stories. I don't know if Sticks ever told you anything like this, but Dave would tell us stories of people who turned up 
at the training school for their first ever session with, with I can do these moves, I, yes. this is my gimmick in wrestling gear, got it yeah. all planned out, knows exactly what he wants to do, and lasts about half an hour before it goes crying over to his fucking mother. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that is fucking great. Six so, told one that there was this guy apparently turned up to training and he had like a list of moves that he'd emailed over. Yeah. But the moves would take, they, they were the same name as if they were from a video game. Oh, Christ. So he had like um, Death Valley Driver Powerbomb Combo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's and he had brilliant. like, he had like Tombstone Power Driver 3. It's just like, you know, just things like that. And he just, you know, he, yeah, that was, that was so what I remember. You, him. If you go to wrestling training and then you go back again, more power to you. Because the amount of people mm. think about it, think about it, the amount of people who've done it once and then um, gone, that's enough for me. You know, if you go back, it takes balls to do it, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. one of those, I, remember, I clearly remember my second training session at Future Shock going, yeah. And then once, you know, once you've been there for like 10 weeks, like, yeah, this is the normal, this is what I do with my time. I put I put everything I had into going to Future Shock. Like I say, for, so for us, so, so wanted that fucking gig. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't get it. So, but first time I walked in and I I just saw the ring, and oh, yeah. you know I was like, okay, and went, and this wasn't actually with sticks. This was the time previously. Mm, same way, yeah. gym. It was a small ring. I think this was a sixteen by sixteen, so it wasn't a big yeah. ring. And I remember the first thing that that grabbed my attention, which I didn't realize before, was there was tape around the ropes. Oh yeah. I never noticed that before. And then you look at how, and I don't know if this is the same, because um, at House Pain Shows, the, the students used to help like assemble the ring and disassemble the ring, and the yeah. wrestlers would do that as well. Yeah. So everybody sort of worked together. And I just remember the, the effort going into putting like a turnbuckle together with all the bolts and, and stuff. And, you know, the, the um, uh, what's it called? The, what's the pad on the turnbuckle called? Turnbuckle pads? Yeah, it's a turnbuckle pads. I swear there's a name for them, but... Like attaching them and and things like that, and then the, the putting the ropes in and everything. And yeah, it was just really eye opening to see mm, yeah. everything getting put together. Yeah, you know, yeah, and because yeah. if one thing's wrong, disaster. Awful though, isn't it? Watching everything yeah. put together. I hated think? it. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. So there's so and many things. So a, loading it into the back of a van and yeah. It was a. Uh, I don't know. I I. Always a smart, we've talked before, smart fan, but there's something still, that's like, I, I like the kayfabe element of not seeing a ring set up. I just like it being there. I remember I was in this, what I was thinking is that, that, that led me down my, my thought process. Of I was one time when I was working at GPW and I pretty much watched the entire show be rehearsed beforehand. And as mm. a fan, it absolutely killed me. It was like, I can't, this is awful. I know they do this. I know yeah. pretty much every wrestling show that has ever been does what they're doing now. They're rehearsing bits. They're practicing moments. But watching it as a fan was just, oh, God, please make it go away. Horrible, 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 horrible. So, yeah, it's yeah. the same. I, I don't know why, but watching the ring being set up, just, I just, it's something I never liked. But I was such a, God, I was such a mark going to the old wrestling shows that I used to go to. I used to stick around for an hour after the show had finished just because I wanted to chat to the wrestlers. For the first, like, two, three years... Of going to wrestling shows, I did that every fucking time. Looking back on it, I just go, "Why? Um, why did you do that?" <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I met a few of them who, who were quite nice. I remember Mark Askins; he was he was really nice. Yeah. Um, it's hot. Wine. There was uh, 
One time I went to um, New Rider. Oh, suit you. Haskins' wife. Oh, you, yeah, you in that, yeah. Look on the fucking uh, screen. Look at it. Look at that. I thought you were going to put a picture of me and Mark Haskins up. <laughs> I don't have a picture of you and Haskins, do I? Oh, yeah, do I? I'll send you one. Um, I think the other one was, um, the one that kind of bothered me was, um, I, I went and saw um, Southside in Huntingdon, just down the road. You weren't at this show. I was going to say, um, is that one that I came to? No, you weren't at this one. And, um... Yeah, Michael Elgin, Michael Elgin was there, and I don't think he was in a very good mood. It was I went and chatted to him after the show and stuff, and um, so he had one T-shirt left, right? It was like twenty-five quid, and I had like fifteen quid because I, I bought a few beers when I was there or whatever. Oh, I shook his hand, and he just said, "Do you want to buy my T-shirt?" And he's squeezing my hand, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm, th- I'm literally thinking, I don't have twenty-five. This is I'm going to die here. <laughs> this is it. It's like, nah, thanks. And he said, "Are you sure?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But nice to meet you. And he was just like, you know, just, uh, my, you know, because he's a strong guy, you know. But he's not. The thing is, with with wrestlers, well, they're very friendly to their fans. Like in in that kind of environment, if mm-hmm. if, if you go and actually want to talk, Abyss is a great one. Mm-hmm. This was in Southside in um, St Nears, and he was sat on the bench outside, and went and said hello to him, just to, you know, just to meet him. One of the most humble people you can possibly imagine. Mm. I mean, just so humble. Big guy sat there, you know, you know, just you know, sort of shakes your hand, you know. That's it, and, and you can literally talk to him like a, a human being. And it, yeah, it. I always enjoyed that aspect of it as well. I did it for Into years. I did it for yeah. years, years and years and years. Yeah. PCW shows, Southside shows, Future Shop, GPW. Um, yeah. The Dragon Gate shows we went to, I met the wrestlers on all of those. Um, yeah. And then of course, and of course, when Fight Club Pro came along, mother fucking Christ, Adam yeah. Clark coming to the pub, Mark. Yes, yes, I am. Adam. What the fuck? You know, had that t- have that happened twice in my, in my time. Once with Adam Cole, once with Spud. Both times, are you coming to the pub, Mark? My my name to me because I'm known by these fucking people. Like the fuck's going on? He yeah. comes to the pub. Yes, yes, I am. Yes, and we went and got very pissed together, and it was great. Yeah. Didn't Adam Cole drink like twenty bottles of Desperado or something? Something daft like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good time. That was at the Gifford in Wolverhampton. They were good times. Yeah. And those those times are the times that I, I miss the most when I think about Brit Rest now. I think I remember you being wandering around some nightclub and bumping into like um oh, what was his name? Uh there are a few of them, but it was one that just stands out because we you and me had this is the night we had absinthe and um <laughs> Nothing it was, comes from this story, man. Oh, who was it? There was one guy just we sort of bumped over, and then we actually we just thought it was a guy because it was a like a rock club, and it actually was uh, it was one of the guys. I wish I remembered his name. He was in AEW briefly. Um, so to just fill you in, boys and girls, the Gifford is a rock club in Wolverhampton. Uh, downstairs plays classic rock. Upstairs plays metal, and it is fabulous. It's tiny, not not you know not much space in there, which means that it's always heaving absolutely round but the music selection is particularly good and uh, the oh, yeah. cello, oh. hot as fuck yeah, the bar's really good though the bar's really good yeah 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 good times but, yeah, but that, that, i think that was the uh, the night that you were rapping the bare naked ladies song yeah. and you got all the words wrong yeah, yeah I, was, I was hammered and i thought i knew all the words so i was just like look at me going <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And 
Dan has video footage, which you never know. If it's on your screen right now, he might have found for me. Because, <laughs> you know, fuck it. It's so hard to find it, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're good times. But that's the thing, because they are, and this isn't, you know, not meant in an offensive way. They are normal people. They are human beings who just, yeah, you know, they, yeah. do, they yeah. do their job and then, you know, hmm. work hard, play hard, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's sometimes, yeah. sometimes I get quite sad about it. It's like, those are the days that, I don't know, I, I miss them a lot. They were much more innocent times. Now, mm. now that I don't go to wrestling shows at all, it's just one of those, damn, man, I used to, I used to, I used to do my whole life. I spent every, every penny I had went on wrestling. Every single penny. One year, I went to more than 40 shows. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One year, I went one year, I went one, I went to a show, five, I went to five shows in one weekend, for example. Mm. Five. Ridiculous. I think there's certain things that kind of I, I miss about it. I, I, I'm then there's certain things that I think you know what it's like a couple of weeks back um, when you you were coming over and, and you called me the day before and said, "Do you want to go to the show tomorrow?" No. I, was just, I was just like, "No, I, I don't. I, I just I, I I lost my interest in going to to Brit Rush shows." Um, after the, the, the good wrestling experiences um, in MK, which are just yeah, I, I look forward to the hanging out aspect and then the after bit, and you know, you, you go have a few drinks and get some food and whatever, and chat, and that's it, it became more like you know, do we really have to go to the show sort yeah. of thing? And then when it's like you know, like you said, I've been to WrestleMania and stuff, and it's just like, no, this is great. I love doing this. This is this is great, but. If the Brit Rush shows were good, you you, you know they were good, mm. you, you know. And I think the last time you really raved about them was when it was um, like the uh, they had, you had Pentagon and Kenny Omega all, all of that lot come down, yeah, and yeah. Um, was it MK McKinnon who turned up and you mm. called me and yeah, you, yeah. you were like, uh, you'll never, mind. yeah, you you never guess what happened. And I was just like, what? Like MK McKinnon? I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you know. Whereas, yeah, I think it's one of the, MK is one of those ones where if you're outside of a, a very, very small bubble, you didn't really know who he was. But if, no. if you were in the bubble, he was so fucking great. And um, had to retire from injury, and then when he came back for yeah. hell. Yeah, we saw him versus Zack Sabre Jr., I remember that. Yeah, that was a that was show. It was, yeah, it was my whole fucking world. Um, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this talk about nothing. It wasn't scheduled to be this conversation at all, but I think it's been fucking brilliant. Don't about you. Was this an episode? I thought we were just chatting. What, for 53 minutes? Oh, shit, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought we were just chatting. I yeah. didn't actually know. And that's why it's been fucking brilliant. I've loved Great. it, mate. I've really, really enjoyed this. Uh, I swear with a different topic we had in mind for tonight, yeah, but we, we can did. do that. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, have you been dressing training? Um... Answer me this down below. If you have, did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? What did you like? What didn't you like? All that jazz. If you haven't, let us know down below. Why the fuck not? Literally, I'd love to. I'm intrigued. You know, don't always been too scared. Isn't a school. Um, not fit enough. Don't have the funds. Blah blah blah. blah. Let us know. I genuinely would be interested to know what um, what you thought. What you think about wrestling training? Even. Um, uh, social media's all down there. Didn't even do a proper intro for this one because I couldn't be bothered. So yeah, social media right on there. What? Do the intro for the outro. Do the intro for the outro. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to these. These right here are 
this, this right here is another episode of Screwdriver with a Twist. I'm RP and he's Danny Ace and tonight I want to talk about something that we've done a lot of between us. Can you guess? Of course you can guess. You can see what it says down there. Wrestling training. Bullshit. Crap. <laughs> It'll do. Um... Oh, I did just want to share one, just one story with Please you very quickly. Yes. It's not actually about training, but I, 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 when I thought we were going to do the episode, I was going to share this story with you at the start. So, um, just because I know what, this will make you laugh. So, I I'm went to, see, <laughs> I went to see a friend of mine this week who had, and there is, there, it does get somewhere. I went to see a friend of mine this week who, who whose father passed away, and he. You know, I was I was very upset about that. I wanted to go see him, and I went to Bedford, and I got the bus back, and I put my Spotify on. Now I always have my Spotify on shuffle, and for some reason, don't ask me why. We were ch- me and him were chatting a little bit about wrestling, and I went and put on um, the I typed in WWE into the search bar on Spotify just to look at the old um, entrance music and, and stuff like that, just to see what would come up. So I'm feeling pretty shit and everything, and then I put it on shuffle and I press play. What's the first song that comes on? I'm an ass man. Close. Put a little up on it. No way. I literally thought to myself, I thought, I literally just started giggling because I thought, you know what? Sometimes even the simplest, stupidest stuff that doesn't mean anything to anyone. I just remembered you ranting about that in your No Way Out review or whatever it was. And I just thought, that's all I needed was the beginning. I looked at what it was and I was like, so yeah, I, I had a good old laugh after that, and I just thought I'd share that with you because I know how much you love that whole album. I and think for the people's benefit, I will spicy spicy that on that moment of that video onto them so people know what I'm about. So thank you so much for watching. Hope you've enjoyed this. Sorry it's been so long since we've done another one. Uh, so I'm to do the last one. Sorry. Hopefully it won't be too long until the next one. Take it easy. Thanks for watching. And goodbye. It's like you're going for a massive hug then. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Put a little ass on it by Rikishi. Yep, say that title out loud with me, ladies and gentlemen. Three, two, one. Put a little ass on it. It's a romantic ballad with the chorus put a little ass on it, ass on it. Fuck off! Fuck the fuck off! I'm not actually sure if this one's meant to be a joke or not. I can't tell. I just cannot tell. Where Champagne is desperate to regain the UBW champion. Oh my god, he's put the cheese grater on the testicles. Danny Asaph, he's got the guitar. Oh my god, please don't do this. Oh, Champagne had the chance to quit. He wouldn't quit to the cheese grater. is smashed into Champagne's testicles by a guitar.